Welcome to the Parkcast series, episode 55, part 1. Adolescent Cannabis Use Impacts on Cognitive Functioning. The Parkcast series brings evidence informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archive. This particle will outline the impacts of cannabis use on adolescent mental functioning during acute intoxication and beyond. Introduction Cannabis is the most commonly used illicit drug in the world. Perhaps not surprisingly, there is a misconception in the broader community that cannabis use is relatively harmless. The health consequences of cannabis use are widely varied, with assertions that cannabis is a possible cause of mental illness, to its use as a potential medicine, and claims about it being natural are used as signals that it is safe to use, while associations with disability are seen as reasons to avoid the substance. How can so many seemingly contradictory claims be made? One of the key messages of an evidence-informed practice is to approach the literature with an open mind. If research is directed at supporting a belief or assumption, that is what will likely be found. This is undeniably true with research on cannabis use and its benefits and potential detrimental impacts. An objective, critical lens is vital to understand what is known and how best to use this information to support children and youth in the care of child welfare. There is a wealth of research on cannabis use, and luckily, a number of systematic reviews and meta-analyses, research methods that summarize larger bodies of existing studies to better understand the findings in a more comprehensive way. This research review will boil the research down even further to what is necessary to know about cannabis use and adolescent brain functioning. Research questions. When looking to the research as part of an evidence-informed practice, it is helpful to have a question in mind to guide the search and support decision-making. A research question should be unbiased, allowing access and critical analysis of research that may be both in support of and counter to expectations. This is one of the key tenets of evidence-informed practice and is critical to ethical decision-making. This review of the literature is guided by the following research question. What are the impacts of cannabis use on adolescent cognitive functioning? A subsequent episode in this series will address the following related research question. Is there a relationship between adolescent mental health and cannabis use? Cannabis and its use. The basics. FAQs. What does the term cannabis refer to? How is marijuana the same or different from cannabis? How does cannabis get to the brain? There are three subspecies of the cannabis plant, with street-level cannabis mainly produced from one variety, the cannabis sativa variety. Herbal cannabis is made from the plant's dried leaves and female flower buds. Hashish, or cannabis resin, is produced from the resins that are secreted from the leaves and flower heads. Hashish oil can also be produced. Herbal cannabis is the most common form used among adolescents. The most common method of cannabis use is inhalation of smoke produced by cigarettes or joints, or pipes or bongs. The popularity of this method relates to the poor water solubility of herbal cannabis. It is not suitable for drinking or injection. High lipid solubility, therefore it's highly permeable and it easily absorbs into the fats of the body, 
Efficient pulmonary absorption, it quickly and easily absorbs through the lungs, and the rapid transfer across the blood-brain barrier within minutes of its use. On occasion, cannabis may be consumed and absorbed through the gut, wherein it would pass metabolism and detoxification by the liver before reaching the brain. Cannabis has approximately 400 active biomolecules, over 60 of which are characteristics of cannabis only and therefore called cannabinoids. Of these cannabinoids, the most psychoactive contribution is made by delta-9-THC, more commonly called THC, through CB1 receptors in the central nervous system. Delta-THC is a hallucinogen because of its effect it has on the individual's perception, especially in high doses. Adolescents may be especially prone to the psychoactive effects of 9-delta-THC due to their developing brain. The THC content in a given dose of marijuana will vary by source and how it has been prepared. Importantly, potency has increased over time, from approximately 2% THC in 1980 to up to 10% in recent years. One dose of THC, or 2 to 3 milligrams, commonly found in one shared joint, will bring about a high in occasional users, but to those who frequently use, may need to smoke 3 to 5 joints a day to produce that same feeling. The second most abundant compound in cannabis is cannabidiol, or CBD. Research demonstrates that while THC has anxiety-producing effects, CBD has anxiety-relieving effects. Once in the body, both THC and CBD act upon special receptors, CB1 and CB2, in various areas of the brain. High concentrations of CBD found in marijuana may diminish the anxiety-producing effects of THC, However, the precise way that this occurs is not yet clear. This basic information about cannabis and its fluctuating contents and strengths gives foundation from which to understand the varied effects its use can have on adolescent cognitive functioning. Cognitive Impacts of Cannabis Use Adolescence is a key period of brain development, with major changes occurring including binding connections of CB1 and CB2 receptors, the main targets of cannabinoids. These receptors are found in widespread regions of the brain and influence pleasure, memory, thinking, concentration, sensory and time perception, and coordinated movement, all of which are still maturing into early adulthood. Although most individuals who try cannabis do not report using it regularly, individuals who do so risk having detrimental effects to both their physical and mental health. Acute Effects Intoxication or high. FAQs. What are the symptoms of cannabis intoxication? How long do the effects of a cannabis high last? To better understand the impacts of using cannabis, researchers utilize measures before and after administering a dose, typically 2 to 3 milligrams of cannabis. A key challenge in assessing the available research is the range of measures used and the control or lack of control of the strength of a dose. While generally it is helpful to have consistency across studies, for our purposes as child welfare practitioners and caregivers, it is acceptable that there is some variation. This is why some differences across studies are okay. As with other street-level drugs, it is not possible to determine the exact composition and administration of the cannabis products adolescents are using. Practically speaking, we need to know what could happen and how long it could last. The following summary will outline research findings that are most commonly reported. Individuals will likely experience acute or short-term effects within minutes of consuming cannabis 
and typically resolve within a few hours. These effects characterized by a high include the following key impairments. Attention. Diminished attention is considered a trademark of the intoxicating effects of cannabis. There is evidence to demonstrate that acute exposure to cannabinoids, the psychoactive chemicals in cannabis, impairs focused, divided, or sustained attention, often in a dose-dependent manner. Impairments to attention are also noted in individuals' critical thinking and time estimation capabilities. Task performance. A range of measures are presented in the literature to conceptualize this domain. Most importantly, these measures consistently report slower response times to stimuli and impaired accuracy in responding to cues. Decision-making. Cannabis intoxication often results in risky decision-making because of impairments in sensitivity. Most notably, individuals demonstrate greater sensitivity to rewards and lower sensitivity to losses. Lasting effects on brain function with continued cannabis use. Is regular cannabis use associated with any cognitive impacts for adolescents? Regular users are typically characterized in the research as using cannabis at least once per day. Again, capturing the extent of daily use is a challenge, while with researchers relying on individual self-report and the amount of cannabis being used. The following effects have sufficient evidence to suggest the potential for lasting impact of cannabis use on brain function that persists beyond the immediate intoxication effects. These effects beyond acute intoxication have been observed in both adolescent and adult cannabis users. Longitudinal studies are a highly preferable method to answer this research question, as they follow a group of individuals over a long time, months or years, and repeating the same measures at multiple time points to determine any changes. Memory performance. Memory function has been the most consistently impaired cognitive domain affected by cannabis, and studies from the last 10 years continue to extend this evidence base. The most extensive evidence for impairment is within verbal learning and memory. Verbal learning is measured using world-list tasks with immediate and delayed recall tests. Verbal learning and memory tasks are widely recognized as particularly sensitive to both acute and chronic effects of cannabis. Importantly, these domains are consistently observed to be impaired in adolescents who are both occasional and chronic users of cannabis. The impairment of working memory, short-term memory, from cannabis use is less clear, potentially due to the varied range of tasks used to measure this function. As far as the current literature suggests, any impacts to working memory function are recovered following longer periods of abstinence. Attention. Multiple studies with samples ranging in their exposure to cannabis report impairment in adolescent and adult attention. These domains include sustained attention, which is the ability to hold attention to one thing for a longer period, divided attention, processing speed, visual information processing, visual search, and trail making, which is connecting points on a page with a specific pattern. It is not clear from the literature, however, if these impairments are likely to remain once cannabinoids are cleared from the body, that is, following a longer period of abstinence. Executive functioning. Executive functioning includes tasks such as planning, reasoning, and problem solving. A number of longitudinal studies have found an association between heavy cannabis use in adolescent and early onset users with impaired functioning in this domain.
This is characterized as slower processing speed and disrupted attention and memory in adolescent cannabis users when compared with control groups. Further, the chronic effects of cannabis in heavy users, including adolescents and early onset users, were persistent. Executive functioning is one area found to be persistently impacted despite high performance on other cognitive tasks. When compared with control groups, that is study participants who are very similar to the cannabis users in demographics and other factors, but who do not use cannabis, adolescent cannabis users demonstrate continued impairments in executive functioning, processing speed, attention, and memory. Decision-making. Not all studies found residual impaired decision-making. Evidence for effects of chronic cannabis use on decision-making are mixed. Although several studies reported poorer decision-making performance across a range of tasks, especially decreased sensitivity to loss and greater sensitivity to gains, clear group differences were not found in other studies. Cognitive flexibility in decision-making is also affected in chronic cannabis exposure. Risky decision-making and sensitivity to reward are increased during acute intoxication. However, despite studies of chronic users in the past decade, the extent to which these effects linger in chronic or currently abstinent cannabis users remains unclear. Recovery and abstinence. Is past cannabis use associated with cognitive deficits? Recovery of the above functions after long periods of abstinence is a contentious concept in the literature. There is research to suggest persistence of impairments of varying degrees based on how extensive cannabis use had been. Again, this is a hard concept to measure consistently across studies. The persistence of impairments or recovery of cognitive function is typically measured after a long period of abstinence greater than 24 hours, but most often greater than several weeks. Poor performance in adults is most often associated with lifetime cannabis use. Critical to those who work with children and youth is the association between poor performance in adults and an earlier age of onset or use in adolescence. Some studies found impairments to remain even following long periods of extensive abstinence. What is clear from the literature is that cognitive impairment across a range of domains can persist beyond acute intoxication, potentially affecting daily functioning of past cannabis users. It is possible that adolescent users will experience a range of adverse cognitive and subsequently educational outcomes following frequent use of cannabis. For example, persisting cannabis use or dependence is associated with an IQ decline over time, reflecting a broad decline in functioning not specific to any one cognitive domain. Abstinence over a long period of time did not restore IQ in adolescent onset users, even after controlling for other substance use. While tolerance to the effects of cannabis may occur, the research over the past decade does not support this concept in a significant way. A systematic review of studies in adults highlights evidence of impaired verbal memory, attention, and some executive functions that persist even after prolonged abstinence from cannabis. Conclusion The THC content in a given dose of marijuana will vary, which means that the impacts of THC and other compounds in cannabis are not necessarily consistent. Our concern for adolescents who use cannabis is valid, given misconceptions about its risks and the susceptibility of the developing adolescent brain. The reviewed literature suggests potential for both short-term impacts during intoxication, including diminished attention, poor task performance, and impaired decision-making, and higher risk-taking. 
Further, there is a growing body of evidence which highlights long-term impacts of cognitive functioning into adulthood, despite abstinence or discontinued cannabis use. These lasting consequences may include impaired memory performance, impaired attention, and a decline in IQ. As caregivers and child welfare practitioners, it is important to ensure that youth in our care understand the risks of continued cannabis use, reducing current and future harm as much as possible. You have been listening to the Parkcast series, episode 55, part 1, Adolescent Cannabis Use, Impacts on Cognitive Functioning. The Parkcast series is produced by Practice and Research Together, a Canadian membership-based organization that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information on this episode's topic or other episodes in the Parkcast series, please visit www.partcanada.org.